0: What if you were better equipped to be at your best in any situation life throws at you? What if you were able to realize game-changing breakthroughs and achieve your goals fearlessly and without restriction? My mission is to help you level up your mindset to achieve peak performance so you can accomplish the most audacious goals you have in life and in business while embracing the highs and lows of every journey. To do that, I'm gonna explore topics that challenge how you think and help explain why you show up in the world the way you do. By accepting the challenge, you'll think better, you'll feel better, and you'll perform better every day. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Slover, mindset and peak performance coach, business consultant, thought leader, author, and award-winning educator. And it's a good day to do great things. This is the Quest for Life podcast. From an early age, we learn about cause and effect relationships where an event process, state, or object, the cause, contributes to the production or partially contributes to the production of another event, process, state, or object, the effect, where the cause is responsible or at least partially responsible. Thus, an effect is dependent or partially dependent on the cause. Now, to keep things simple in our minds, we like to point to singular causes and singular effects. For example, Someone might say, I didn't get the promotion at work because the manager likes so-and-so better. Or, I didn't get a good grade on the exam because the questions were worded weirdly. The reality is that while there are singular causes that produce singular effects, it's just not quite that simple. More often than not, there are multiple causes that have multiple effects, which is why causes are partially responsible for effects and why effects are partially dependent on their causes. The reason the person didn't get the promotion likely had to do with multiple factors, such as not having the required experience, or the candidate that was selected possessed more skill. The reason the student didn't do well on the exam involved numerous factors, such as not getting enough sleep the night before, or not preparing well enough. All that said, each of us is fully or partially responsible for the effects or outcomes in our lives, and this episode will unpack ways to level up our mindset to realize better effects and to achieve peak performance. Let's get started. In her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, Dr. Carol Dweck differentiates between having a growth mindset versus having a fixed mindset and the implications both have on people's lives. A person possessing a growth mindset believes that skills, abilities, intellect, and the like can be developed. These people believe that life is about learning and they put the necessary energy and effort into trying to improve in their specific areas of interest. By contrast, a person possessing a fixed mindset believes that you either have abilities and talents or you don't. They believe that the intelligence a person has can't be enhanced in any measurable way. From this explanation, I'm sure you picked up on the key difference between the two, which is the belief in the permanence of a given thing, such as intellect, skill set, or ability. A person with a fixed mindset believes in things being permanent, with little to no opportunity for change. Conversely, a person with a growth mindset pursues opportunities for improvement. This is especially evident when it comes to goal setting as a person with a growth mindset tends to have ambitious goals and holds the belief that those goals can be achieved. Thus having a growth mindset gives us a better shot at causing an effect that is more desirable. For example, let's say you don't get any feedback from your supervisor about a report you submitted or the feedback you received was critical. Rather than ignoring it or taking a mental position that you can't do anything right, both of which are fixed mindsets, by the way, try seeking out your supervisor and requesting feedback. You could also connect with your supervisor to learn ways on how your work can be improved and even develop possible solutions ahead of that conversation. This is one of many, many examples. For me, I got a pull to start a consulting business in August of 2021. And I started Quest Consulting, and quite frankly, I didn't know exactly where to start. So I ended up reaching out to people that I knew that had consulting businesses. I reached out to family members and friends to get their input. I took the position of having a growth mindset because I took a position of learning. I didn't know what I didn't know. That transitioned later into writing my first book quest, navigating the journey through life and business. I had never written a book before. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how the process would go, but having a growth mindset allowed me to see that through from start to finish. Later that year, still 2021, I started the quest for life podcast. I had never done a podcast before. I had no idea where to start. And I talked with a lot of people. I read a lot of articles and here we are in season three. On a personal note, a more personal note, in the fall of 2020, my marriage to my beautiful wife was on the ropes we were at the precipice it, in order to be able to move our marriage forward I had to make some wholesale changes and I had to do the, that right away and if I had I had a fixed mindset in that particular scenario I don't know if she and I would still be together I, I prayed I meditated I went inward I read everything I could get my hands on in terms of self-improvement and was able to make the necessary changes in order to at least be able to have our marriage move forward. And I am so grateful and thankful that we are in such a remarkably better place today than we were just a few short years ago. And As I just previously mentioned, had I not had a growth mindset, I don't know how that would have gone. I don't know how the podcast would have gone. I don't know how the book would have gone. Certainly don't know how Quest Consulting and the Quest for Life would have gone. The cool thing is that we can all develop a growth mindset. Doing so, though, first requires creating a new compelling belief this could be developing a belief in yourself and your capacity to bring about positive change or outcomes in your life and then pursuing those things vigorously another way is to reframe failure in a different light such as viewing failures as opportunities to learn and grow one of the things that i learned a long time ago is that when we achieve success whatever success that was is is feedback it informs the behaviors actions and process that led to the achievement of that goal failure functions the exact same way when we fail to achieve a goal and we look back at the behaviors actions and process that drove us to failing at that failure serves as feedback so if we view failures as opportunities to learn and grow that's growth mindset Additionally, you might also seek to inspire others. You might want to be a role model at work or in your community where you lead by example and show people the way how to show people how to do things the right way or at least more effectively. You might also take a genuine interest in other people. People find that Uh, extraordinarily inspiring when someone takes an interest in them. Or you might even consider shifting your mindset to be inspired by others. I am over the top inspired when I come across successful people. People that have pushed into and through struggle and adversity and come out the other side. And I'm not talking about what we define as success where most of society determines it just as material acquisition or money or the like, I'm talking about that in addition to people that have gotten on the other side of adversity and they've taken the path of more resistance to do so. It's unbelievably inspiring to hear their stories. Another way to cause positive effects in your life is through the process of visualization. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, visualization is the act of visualizing something or someone or forming a picture of it in your own mind. Former heavyweight boxing legend and the late Muhammad Ali once said, If my mind can conceive it and my heart can believe it, then I can achieve it. In many ways, we become neurochemically attuned to what's in our environment, which leads people to think and feel the same thoughts and feelings every day. To me, this evokes the image of people being on a hamster wheel, whereby we simply go round and round reliving the same experiences day in and day out. And because we have certainty in this state of being, because we have the same inputs and receive the same outputs, nothing fundamentally changes. The rub to this is that our thoughts, feelings, and subsequent actions are self-reinforcing. We drive the same way to work every day. We watch television in the evenings to escape. We complain that our lives are the way they are. And through no fault of anyone else, we enslave ourselves to our environments. Our life is the effect of our own causes through repeated attitudes and actions. And at the risk of sounding harsh or judgmental, this way of living or this state of being is depressing. Okay then, so how can we change it? What can we do about it? The short answer is to change how you think, feel, and act. And you might be thinking, well, how do I do that? First, create a vision board. Vision boards can be anything that you want. Maybe you're cutting out pictures or images from magazines, certain phrases, maybe aphorisms or affirmations. I know my vision board has a variety of different things. As a Christian, I have have several crosses on my vision board. I have different sayings. Uh, that are that are related to scripture. I've got uh, an image of a loft apartment that is exactly where my wife and I are going to end up in the not too distant future, and it's just gorgeous. It's it is so inspiring to to know that I'm actually going to bring that about in my life. I've got other 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 different inspirational quotes on my vision board, and so what you want to do by using a vision board is identify. How you want your life to look in six months or three years. Pick a, pick a time frame. And then what you want to do is you want to put your vision board in a prominent place so you can look at it every day. The goal here is to keep top of mind what you desire for your life rather than fixating on what you don't have yet. The next thing you can do is create daily affirmations. Affirmations help our minds visualize future state. While pulling your ideal future into your present is the the goal, write your affirmations in the present, such as, I have a thriving business with 50 employees, or I am strong in character and face adversity with grace. Start with a few affirmations and start, begin shifting your state of being. And don't worry if you don't have the things that you're affirming just yet. Like a vision board, daily affirmations are aspirational. Over time, you'll begin leveling up your mindset by shifting your beliefs. In a previous podcast, I shared my daily affirmation, and I'm gonna share it again here. It goes like this. I am light, I am love, and I am loyal. I am gratefully abundant and abundantly grateful. I am thoughtful and creative. My work is God's work, and I'm one with his cause, and I'm worthy. Thank you, Lord, for everything. I have no complaints. That is a daily affirmation. I say it at least once a day. Very often I'm, very often I'm inspired to say it multiple times per day. If for no other reason, it serves as a, a really friendly reminder to me of, of, of all of the blessings that are in my life. Yet another way to visualize is through meditation, which has long since been established to enhance our mental, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. So start by finding a quiet place and sitting comfortably. Set a timer on your phone for five minutes, just five minutes. You can increase the time as you become more accustomed to meditating. From there, close your eyes and relax, focusing on your breathing. Let your thoughts wash over you without judgment. Center your focus on what you want to bring about in your life, letting any negative thoughts bounce off of you. After a few days or a week of consistent meditative practice, you'll begin noticing changes in your state of being and causing different effects. I meditate between 15 and 30 minutes every day. And one of the things that I notice after the meditative session is I am not only energized, I'm relaxed. It, meditation has such a calming effect on me and most people that I I speak to that engage in regular meditative practice, such a calming, peaceful effect that it allows me to tackle the rest of my day with vim and vigor and enthusiasm and positivity. Still another way to cause positive effects is by making changes to your environment. As previously stated, we become neurochemical slaves to our environment, which produces self-reinforcing thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And these thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are reinforcing in the sense that we get something from them. We create a neurochemical groove, and that neurochemical groove forms a habit. And whenever we're in the same environments, we have basically a neurochemical habit occurring in our brains. And if we didn't get something from those thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, we would do something else. Be sure to check out the series on this called Why We Do Anything in Season 1, Episodes 8 through 10. In effect, our Environment is a byproduct of our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. They reaffirm our reality. So making changes to our environment means by extension that we can shift or modify our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. For example, you can start by spending more time with people that uplift you and add productive value to your life. These are people that inspire you to be more than who and what you already are without being envious of them. Let me say that again. These are people that inspire you to be more than who and what you already are, and you don't have any envy to them. In fact, you look up to them. These are people that role model behaviors you wish to emulate. Next, turn off the television and pick up a book, or take a walk outside every day, or replace the chocolate chips with fresh fruit. On this particular option, If you replace your chocolate chips with fresh fruit and the only sweet treat you have in the house are apples or bananas or peaches or something, and and you don't have any other option, guess what? You're going to consume fresh fruit. It's better for you. It's going to, over time, you're going to get used to eating healthier, and it just has a, a, a compounding effect over time. Identify one thing that's habitual that detracts from your life or brings about negative self-talk and reduce or eliminate the frequency of your exposure to it. Here there's an inverse relationship between removing a negative stimulus and a shift toward positive thoughts, feelings, and actions, provided of course that you don't replace a negative stimulus with another negative stimulus. If you are a drug addict and you're trying to kick that habit and then you shift to becoming an alcoholic, clearly that doesn't add productive value to your life. What you're doing here by replacing, sorry, by reducing or eliminating the frequency of exposure to a negative stimulus is cutting a a new neurochemical groove that allows you to form new attitudes and actions and when repeated, allow you to level up your mindset causing new and different effects. A final way to cause positive effects is to take responsibility. Knowing that the effects in our life are caused by us, each of us has the capacity for showing up in the world better for ourselves and for the people we let into our world. By reacting to things beyond our control and to those things in our environment that reinforce our existing thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, we stay the same. It's almost as if we're frozen in a past iteration of ourselves, doomed to a fate outside of ourselves. I'm reminded of the mythology of Sisyphus, where he, he d- defied death on two separate occasions and then was condemned for all eternity to push a boulder up a hill, only to have it roll back down each and every time it got to the top of the hill. That's what it's like being frozen in a past iteration of ourselves. And at the risk of sounding harsh and judgmental again, this state of being is depressing. Try this. First, say out loud, My life is the way it is because I'm choosing my life to be this way. Now let's repeat that. My life is the way it is because I'm choosing my life to be this way. Then say, I'm not a victim and starting now, I'm not going to blame anyone or anything. Let's repeat that. I'm not a victim and starting now, I'm not going to blame anyone or anything from there. Say I'm in control of my thoughts and actions. Let's repeat that. I am in control of my thoughts and actions. Finally say, I have caused the effects in my life. One final time, I have caused the effects in my life. Even if you don't believe these statements yet, that's okay. At least you're willing to entertain a new way of thinking. And if taking responsibility is in this way doesn't work for you, try shifting your behaviors first. Do the things before becoming the things. It it reminds me of conversations I had years ago with my mother, where we had two totally different approaches to life, where I didn't need to have everything lined up in order to take action. She needed to have, as she would call it, all of her ducks in a row in order to take action. Both of us were extraordinarily successful in our lives. We just took a different approach. So if, if making those statements doesn't work for you, try doing the thing first. This may show up as reading 20 pages of a book every day, which is the rough equivalent of reading 30 books a year. This may show up as saving $10 a day, which is the equivalent of saving $3,650 per year. This may show up as walking or running a mile a day, which is the equivalent of 365 miles a year. This may show up as decluttering one room in your house per week or waking up 30 minutes earlier or going to bed 30 minutes earlier. The ability to take responsibility to new and different ways of being is nearly endless and brings about different effects because you changed the causes. What's interesting is that each of the examples provided all have one thing in common. There's no downside. And if I've learned one thing throughout my life is that whenever we can do something and there's no downside, we should probably do it. So as we wrap up another episode of the quest for life podcast, imagine what life would be like if you made a decision right now to shift the causes that can bring about new and different effects. Doing so creates a changed environment, both in the physical sense and also internally by changing habitual thought patterns and behaviors. It should be noted that I didn't include changing emotions. I didn't include that deliberately as that is a result of shifted patterns of thought. Said another way, we're able to modify our emotional states by cutting new neurochemical grooves through new and different thoughts and actions. Knowing this, consider the ways in which changing your state of being could have a positive effect on relationships with your coworkers, your family, your significant other, and with yourself. And while doing so is the path of more resistance, taking that path levels up your mindset. At minimum, you'll have a shot at living a more fulfilling life. Maximally, who knows? You just might surprise yourself. You just might accomplish things you only dreamed of. And there's little to no downside to that. As usual, it's food for thought, fellow questers. Be sure to follow the show or pass it on to a friend. You can download the show notes at thequestforlife.com. That's thequest questnumberforlife.com. You can also contact me if you're interested in learning more about leveling up your mindset to achieve peak performance in all areas of your life. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining the conversation.